Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Wednesday. It's the 1st of July, 2020. It is Canada Day today, which I don't know if I would normally mention, except that today's guest was suggested to me by a Canadian, so we'll throw him a bone. Uh, In 1796, on this day, according to the Slingshot Day Planner, which you can get at slingshotcollective.org, in 1796, England executed 14 leaders of a slave insurrection in Grenada. In 1963, 400 people protested Jim Crow housing policies in Seattle, and 35 occupied the mayor's office. And on this day in 2011, an indefinite hunger strike begins at Pelican Bay and other prisons throughout California. All this week, I have been exploring Catholicism as I myself am exploring it personally. The uh, the original thing that I was uh, a part of faith-wise and then drifted about as far away from it as you can get. Uh, and then <laughs> now I don't really know what's going on. And so I've decided this week to uh, talk to some people who are at different places in their experience with Catholicism. In the first two shows of this week, I talked to my cousin Lynn, who is a cradle Catholic, a person who was born into Catholicism and is still a Catholic now. Today, we take a different look at things with a person who converted to Catholicism named Mike Robinson. And Mike was suggested to me by Ben Weidman, who is a friend of the pod and a frequent guest on my former radio show. I'm really happy to have Mike Robinson on the show today. Mike, welcome to A Brief Chat. Thanks so much. I learned about you because of a mutual friend of ours, Ben Weidman. Uh, When I was hosting a radio show in Pennsylvania before moving to Arizona, Ben was uh, either the most uh, oftenly repeated guest or the second Uh, It was kind of a neck and neck battle with a local theater producer. Uh, But uh, Ben and I have, you know, maintained contact uh, since we moved and he's been on a brief chat as well. And we often find ourselves talking about religion. And uh, a couple days ago, I I texted him and said, you know, I've kind of been looking back at my original uh, home denomination, which was Catholicism, which I've been away from for many, many, many years. And uh, after he said, you're a glutton for punishment, aren't you? He said, you should talk to my friend, Mike, who um, made a somewhat similar journey. So I guess let me start with the journey part. Can you can you talk a little bit about how you got to Catholicism, which is I understand it wasn't what you practiced growing up, but you kind of had some familial ties to it, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. No, so growing up, both my wife and I, I'll kind of describe this as one unit in this because we sort of walked the path together. Neither of us was raised Catholic or even I think I maybe attended a Catholic church a few times in my life. Didn't know much at all about it when we started to think about this. But both of my wife's grandparents were Catholic. And for me, my dad's parents are Catholic. So I did have that tie. I don't really remember how this would have happened growing up, but somehow in, I think, a gracious way, my parents, you know, led us to understand that grandma and grandpa are something like Christian, but not quite the same that we are. So that was kind of my understanding of Catholicism. And I never gave it much thought. I have to say for the first, you know, 33 years of my life, I certainly didn't have anything against Catholicism, but I didn't didn't really think much about it. It was just something that existed. And it's strange the way that things kind of come together. So I'm a a teacher and a professor, been teaching for about a decade now. And, uh, you know, I felt for a while, like a lot of people in education, something's got to change here, right? You know, something in the way we teach is not working. We've got to come up with a new way. So 
I thought to myself, okay, I'm a non-traditional educator. I'm a progressive educator. I was teaching at this small college, which I decided wasn't going to be the thing for me when I was leaving. And on graduation day, when I really had no idea exactly what was next, I was kind of following this nebulous vision of pursuing the future of education, standing around at graduation <laughs> with some other professors that uh, I had started with. And uh, one of them said, oh, yeah, are you getting ready for your first tenure review next year? And I said, no, no, it's not going to apply to me. So why not? I said, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm taking off. I'm leaving. She said, why? So I explained my thoughts about education. She says, you should talk to my husband. He's into classical education. I don't, do you know anything about classical education? This is kind of a tangent, but it's going to come around to Catholicism in a minute here. Uh, just the smallest amount, but I'm always happy to be educated. And I'm sure there are people who are listening who will want the same education. Yeah, so classical education, the basic idea is that we've been teaching people for a long time. Education is not something new. So we know a lot about how people learn already. And within education, there's always a new way to do things. And honestly, a lot of the time, it doesn't work out. Right? So I sat down with this, this man, who's now a good friend of mine. He, he explained to me classical education. And at first, I was like, well, it sounds interesting. But for a while, I still thought, that probably isn't what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a new idea. But after a while, I kind of you know, came back to these ideas we talked about. And sort of slowly, I realized, you know, there's really something to this, that you know, we should start with what's worked in the past. And that doesn't mean we can't change things. We have to adapt them to our own times, but there's really a beauty to beginning kind of where these previous stages have left off and carrying it forward. So the natural kind of extension of that idea into religion is, well, what was there in religion before, you know, what we were practicing? And if you go back in Christianity, you eventually come to Catholicism. So it was a strange idea. And when it first kind of started to come together in my mind that, yeah, maybe we should begin where Christianity began. I didn't give it a lot of thought, but the more we learned about Catholicism, the more I realized, you know what, there is something to this, something that, again, is hard to explain, but kind of a, a deeper draw to it. So that's the process over about a year and a half that we kind of came to realize that, you know, maybe we should become Catholic. And at first, it is, I probably what a lot of people who are Catholics experience of it is, I think we're probably in a kind of ordinary Catholic situation, but we're still learning ourselves. You know, I don't claim to be an expert on Catholicism after a year's time, but I'm definitely glad that we made the decision so far. So that's in a minute or two kind of where I've been with it. Why did you feel the need to extend your thoughts about education to religion? Were you feeling something was lacking with what you were doing? That's a good question. I, I think it's, you know, maybe that's another intuition that I have that the parts of our lives should fit together. So, and I mean, I think anytime something surprises us, you know, we learn something new, we wonder, okay, what else does this apply to? So as I learned more about classical education, I realized that, you know, this provided the answers to the questions I was asking, not some great new ideas, but actually kind of going back and starting from this beginning point I thought, oh, you know, I guess it's just kind of natural the way my mind works to ask that question. Yeah, what else in religion? But it wasn't, most people assume, and I, we can't like convince people that this is true, but most people assume, okay, so you must have had some dissatisfaction where you were. They're completely untrue. In fact, going to Catholicism from where we were certainly felt like an amputation or something. You know, I could almost put it that seriously. We really were very happy in the church that we were a part of. But the idea being that, you know, and again, I think this is just a way of, approaching life that we have that if something is true, we need to kind of learn about it because we can't kind of build what we need off of something that doesn't really work out. Now that 
that's kind of like, it would take a while to unpack all of that. You know, certainly the ideas of Catholicism had gone out into a lot of different parts of Christianity, but going back to that source really seemed to be the important thing to do. And so far that intuition has kind of been playing out for us. So it's a long process. Like I said, it happened over about a year and a half. So it's hard to condense it into 10 minutes, but those are kind of the, the high points of the journey, if that makes sense. I know you refer to yourself as progressive in terms of education, but if you're a friend of Ben's and you were going to the Mennonite church, then my guess is you're probably socially progressive as well. As I'm kind of feeling this draw back to Catholicism, which is has been shocking for me, one of the things that I keep bumping up against is the fact that there are so many uh, social positions that the institutional church takes with which I strongly disagree you know, my draw toward Catholicism uh, kind of, in one sense, feels very real and very right, and in another sense feels like, I don't know if rejection might be too strong, but feels like at least some kind of argument against some of the things I believe so firmly in my life. And so I'm just, I'm curious uh, uh, if you've run mm -hmm. up against anything like that. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, probably everybody who thinks about it and is considering the Catholic Church has some issue like that in the decision. Because, you know, in other branches of Christianity, what's believed is very fluid. You know, even if the church kind of writ large that you're a part of, the denomination teaches something you don't agree with, you know, the local church probably is more or less autonomous and they kind of are going to do what they're going to do. So it doesn't really matter that much what's taught kind of abstractly. But in Catholicism, and of course, Catholics believe all sorts of different things. Don't get me wrong. I know that that's the case too, but the church has its teachings that are laid out and there's certain things they can change. Like if you look at Vatican II, you know, some of the changes to the liturgy, but there's other things that are part of the teaching that the church can't really change without becoming something different. So you have to kind of take the thing as a whole, which is a little bit scary, you know, I think. So yeah, I agree with you that there would be things within it that just seem odd. You know, I think that that was probably my, I hope it doesn't sound like, because we are Catholic now, like an anti-Catholic thing, but that was probably my conclusion about Catholicism. Strange, you know, why do they believe these different things, you know? So, so yeah, I think that that was a concern, but our, we, you know, and again, it's hard to describe, but we perceived that there was a larger truth beyond kind of those immediate questions that we would have, if that makes sense. So we were willing to, go along with it for a while and to see see what it's like. And I think that we've been finding answers to those questions that we had along the way. So that's a good thing. But yeah, I, I have to imagine everybody who thinks about becoming Catholic has something on that list of, what about this? Am I really going to believe or accept X, Y, or Z? Mike, can you continue this conversation with me tomorrow? Yeah, sure thing. Mike and I will continue our chat tomorrow. Meanwhile, you can go to abriefchat.com where you can become a member of this show. Thank you to the folks who are already doing that. It really is an enormous help now more than ever, as the cliche goes. You can also find all the previous episodes of this show there. And if you want to get in touch, that's the best way to do it. Jason at abriefchat.com. And you'll find that address there if you're not in a place now to write it down. I post these shows on social media, but I don't go on social media, so I don't see replies and things like that. So Jason at abriefchat.com chat.com is the way to get to me if you'd like to and i'd love to hear from you i love you a better world is possible but we have a lot of work to do